At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, everybody, welcome into My Guys in the Desert, coming to you live from Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Stormy Bonantoni, and it's a Wednesday, my favorite day of the week, as you guys know, because that means Brent Musburger, broadcasting legend, voice of the Las Vegas Raiders, is going to join us in studio for the entire hour, starting in just a few moments. It's wild card weekend. The Raiders are in the playoffs. So much good stuff to talk about, and we certainly will. But as we always do to start the program, let's get you caught up on the top stories, news you need to know that affects us as betters. Number one, the Rams are re-signing former All-Pro safety Eric Weddle out of retirement for the playoffs, stepping in for Jordan Fuller, who's done for the year after suffering an ankle injury against the 49ers. Weddle's agent announced the news this morning with a graphic on Twitter saying, hey, Rams fans, guess who's back in that photo you saw on your screen a moment ago. The last time the 37-year-old played a football game in the NFL feels like another lifetime ago pre-pandemic. His retirement coming in February of 2020, Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Cardinals this coming Monday. Number two, reinforcements look to be on the way for the defending Super Bowl champs. Bucks have designated running backs Leonard Fournette and Giovanni Bernard, as well as linebacker Levante David from the injured reserve list returning to practice today. They can be placed back on the active roster anytime in the next three weeks. Bucks, of course, hoping, though, it's an accelerated timeline. They called Fournette playoff Lenny last year as the team's most productive offensive weapon in that Super Bowl run. He set postseason team playoff records with 448 yards from scrimmage and four touchdowns. Bucks eight and a half point favorites against the Eagles on Sunday. Another Super Bowl contender getting some key players back just in time for the postseason. The Green Bay Packers. First, it was left half gold David Bakhtiari, center Josh Myers. Now, second team all pro linebackers Darius Smith designated to return from IR himself. Smith hasn't played since the season opener, needing back surgery from a lingering issue in camp. What type of shape he's been in, having not practiced all year to be determined. But when healthy, 13 and a half sacks in 2019, 12 and a half in 2020 would certainly be a welcome addition. Also interesting to know, Aaron Rodgers back at practice today. First time he's practiced on a Wednesday in more than a month, so maybe that baby toe is feeling a little bit better. The Cowboys have removed standout defender Micah Parsons and starting left tackle Tyron Smith from the COVID reserve list after both had to miss the team's regular season finale week 18. Starting safety Jaron Curse, however, remains in protocols. Dallas hosts the 49ers as three-point favorite Sunday afternoon. Last one here in the NBA, nine cards, nine 
nine games on the card coming up tonight, but none bigger than the two top teams in the Eastern Conference going head to head. The Chicago Bulls one and a half point favorites against the Brooklyn Nets at home. Kyrie Irving is eligible to play with this game being at United Center total 236 and a half and the Bulls are surging. Hence why they're getting most of the money winning 10 of their last 11 games straight up. They've covered the number six times in that stretch. Meanwhile, the Nets have not covered in their last seven straight games. But remember, those were all as favorites in their five games as underdogs this year. Four and one against the number winning straight up in all four of those covering instances. That's your top five. And now we welcome in our number one on the program, <laughs> Brent right. Musburger. How hey, are you? Hey, when's that Alabama-Georgia game? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Have you recovered yet no, from that one? No, my wallet has not recovered uh, either. Uh, I finally, I'm glad that I have somebody to commiserate with here on the program. Right. Yesterday, all of our guests were Georgia backers, all and it them. made me feel sick. Oh, mercy. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. The fourth quarter was a nightmare. It was so rough. I mean, what did Nick Saban say to Kirby Smart after the game when he shook his hand? You guys yeah, kicked you our you-know-what. In the fourth quarter. They, they did, okay? Hey, listen, I'm happy for the dogs. How about the state of Georgia? The Atlanta Braves mm-hmm. come through, win the World Series. Now the dogs capture the call. What's wrong with those Falcons? I mean, <laughs> rough, rough, rough. Yeah, rough go for the Falcons. But, but this is get even weak. We yes. get back with wild card games. That's how we do it. Speaking of which, uh, your Raiders obviously in the postseason oh, after notice? what was. The, oh, can we talk I didn't about think that anybody game? Noticed what, what? Can we talk about that game really quickly? Sure. All eyes on oh, Sunday goodness. night football goodness. and maybe the most gripping finish to a game I yeah. can remember. You know, I, I've said that it was one of the most entertaining sporting events that I've ever covered. That's saying it, something. I'm telling you, it was. Uh, when you, when you think about Justin Herbert in the fourth quarter, in less than five minutes, overcomes a 15-point deficit, and then the Raiders are coming back down for that winning field goal, and the thought had to go through their mind on the sideline, we don't want to try a field goal that's too long and have it blocked or even returned or something happened. If we tie, we're in. Uh, however, somebody else pointed out, that yes, but if you tie, you're going to Kansas City. Okay, exactly. So I think Josh Jacobs got the message, and uh, were we helped by the timeout? Well, perhaps we changed the formation. I I don't think it was a critical move by Staley. Not as much as going for it on his own 18-yard line on fourth down. I mean, that was just that was crazy when they did that. Well, there was things like that all game long. So I know the seating played out in your favor, like you said, not having to go to Kansas City. Right. Who obviously those two games. We're not ideal, but it's not like Cincinnati was the easiest out either. A week 11, 32 to 13 loss yeah. for the Raiders against the Bengals earlier this year. What? But I mean, the Raiders right. are streaking four straight wins going into this postseason. Well, you go back to that game, Stormy, as I did this morning. And, you know, I, I always go back to the possessions and everything. We had closed to within three with 11 minutes left in that game. And then uh, Burrow took over and he hit Chase for Chase's only touchdown in the game, short one. But the key guy who really beat us was was Mixon. He scored his second touchdown in the game. He rushed for 132 yards in that game. So the Raiders will have to slow Mixon down. Now, I think the big question for me is how healthy is Joe Burrow, okay? Suffered that knee injury late in that game two weeks ago, okay? And we're not going to find out, believe me. Right. They're, they're not going to show <laughs> nope. their hand. He's, he's coming to practice. He's a full participant. Mm. But we will find out because Mad Max Crosby and, and Ngakwe have become the biggest pickups. Um, Crosby, of course, has been with the Raiders for several years. But Ngakwe 
uh, we put heat on. We put heat on quarterbacks right now. It's the best part, probably the best unit mm-hmm. uh, that we've got on the Raiders. Uh, so we shall say. I noticed I was checking the lines when I came in, open six and a half. And, Which I was uh, a little bit surprised by, yeah, that it yeah. was such a large number. It, I yeah, thought it'd be a little smaller. Uh, and obviously, betters did, too. Mm-hmm. It was down to five and a half here at Circa and with DraftKings. DraftKings reflects to me a little more of the East Coast money, so I wanted to see. And and they, too, were at five and a half on that particular game. Uh, I suppose, well, listen, if you like the Raiders, you get a plus 221, more uh, right around plus 220 now. 215 probably now it's down to five and a half. You want if you want to take a shot at it. Otherwise, they would be a candidate for me for a teaser to get them back down, you know, to get them back up over 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you can get a six point teaser to make them 11. You get if you make a two team five here, it gets up to 10 and a half. So I would think about the Raiders in, in, in that respect. But I also, um, I did some work on the, uh, on a wild card week. Okay. Listen to this. Since 2017, underdogs have gone 15 and three against the spread, really, including four and two last year. So I, I guess, I guess what I'm saying to everybody is pay attention to the, the Raiders and the Patriots and and all the other underdogs this week because there's going to be some that are going to stay within these spreads. I mean, for example, I think the Chiefs line is too big on the uh, on the Steelers at 12 and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think Chiefs are going to lose a game. But I don't think you should be given 12 and a half against a Steeler team that's got some good defensive personnel. Big Ben, by the way, has not been a double-digit dog in his career. Is that right? Re- yeah, I read that earlier this morning. I didn't even know that. And uh, what a way to close out a Hall of Fame career as a double-digit dog. And, of course, he's playing it perfectly. Yeah. Oh, you know. Oh, we're so, we shouldn't even be able to play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Big Ben knows what he's doing right now. He's a, a sneaky Can, one. You know. Can you imagine the Steelers, the players? Obviously, Mike Tomlin said he fell asleep. He didn't see it. There was um, NBC cameras captured at least one guy at Allegiant wearing Steeler jersey, okay? I saw that, yeah. And, and you could hear him say in our mic that picked him up, what are you guys doing running out the clock? Because, of course, a tie would have eliminated the steel. And I can only imagine what was going on in the city of Pittsburgh. I still can't get over that. We talked about it all week long, almost in a joking way that, oh, well, if the Jags upset the Colts, then we'd have this tie scenario, this potential for Pittsburgh. Right, the, right. Like We were talking about all these things, but nobody in a million years thought that would actually happen. No, I didn't. I know a lot of us thought that the Jags could cover. I know I bet the double-digit number taking the points, but you figure Indy's got to win that game, winning in. But back-to-back weeks to end the regular season, they couldn't do it, and they were shooting themselves in the foot. I didn't think there was any chance that the Jaguars would win the game. Crazy. Okay. And it wasn't close. No, no. I mean, they beat him up, beat him up pretty good, and and probably made Carson Wentz a question mark for the Colts next year. Mm-hmm. No, that's a, and I mean, we'll get into that a little bit later. We have a good sure. quote from Frank Reich I want to present you with, but I don't sure. want to stray too far from the Raiders just yet as we kind cool. of finish up this segment sure. here. Obviously, a lot of emotion in that game, oh, and now man. the short week. How tough is that, or is that something you can kind of ride the momentum? into this game. Yeah, you know, uh, people make a lot out of that. But, I mean, these kids are well-conditioned, good mm-hmm. athletes. Uh, we we lost a defensive lineman, Stormy Fallon, who's made some big plays. In fact, on that fourth down when the Chargers gambled, he is the defensive tackle that went in and blew the play up. 
Um, I don't think it, you know, adrenaline's going to be flowing. It's not an early East Coast time. It's back later, which which helps a West Coast team moving in there. Uh, so so we shall see. Uh, but Coach Basaccia deserves a lot of credit for steadying the ship. When you think of all the things that have happened to the Raiders, it is an incredible mm-hmm. performance for this team to get into the playoffs with 10 wins. No doubt. And later on in the show when we evaluate some of the head coach openings this season, I'll sure. certainly ask you if you think that he has a chance for the head man job. Remember, everybody, VEASAN's got a great new offer to make this your best betting year ever. The all-new Big Game Big Dance Special provides VEASAN Plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. One of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss it. VEASAN.com slash big deal to sign up today. More with the legend Brent Musburger when we come back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to My Guys in the Desert. This segment brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more, plus for your convenience. Each variety now comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that works for you as well. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. So it's never been easier to find your Zin. Head on over to Zin.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Rolling along here live from downtown Las Vegas at Circus Sportsbook alongside Brent Musburger, who's with us for the entire hour today. So awesome. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. And we touched on this a little bit earlier with Big Ben Roethlisberger talking to the media. So I want to know good news or bad news since I pulled up the full Quote, Ben said earlier, we probably aren't supposed to be here. We're probably not a very good football team. Out of 14 teams that are in, I think we're probably at number 14. 
We're double-digit underdogs in the playoffs, so let's just go play and have fun and see what happens. Sounds like Lou Holtz back in the days at, at Notre Dame. He has learned so well. You know, oh my goodness, <laughs> look how bad We're we the are. Underdogs. We're underdogs. We're no good. We may not, oh, we may get blown out by 30 points. Ben knows how to play it. And you said he's never been a double-digit underdog in a game. So right. never, he's been double-digit, but never 11 or more. So just 10. He was on the brink of the double digits, but never been an 11-point right. yeah. or more underdog. Crazy. Can, and can you, the kids on the, on the, on the Steelers, they're going to, what that does and what Big Ben said, instead of saying, one of those idiots, no, instead of, you know, getting uptight about it, the way he plays it keeps everybody loose, oh, because that will be the theme in the locker room, and Tomlin will play it over and over and over again. Okay? Hey, we're not supposed to be here. We, we're playing with house money. We're lucky to be here, you know? Mm. Exactly. And J.J. Watt and those guys, they, they start coming up with a little heat on Mahomes, and Mahomes makes a mistake here and there, which he has done in several games this year, uh, although it's hard for a Raider guy to be saying that since they hung <laughs> the 40-burger on us twice. However, uh, I, I still think it's too many points. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't think Ben Roethlisberger should be a double-digit mm -hmm. underdog in the, uh, in the playoffs, and I think that given the Steelers' history and how much I like Tomlin as a head coach, and, and I know Ben is going out, headed for the Hall of Fame next stop, I think they'll be respectable in this football And game. I'm sure, like, his teammates are going to be fighting for him a lot, too, knowing that this oh, is absolutely. likely his last game. Um, what do you think, me. just in terms of the on-field matchup, though, you said the number's too big, 12 and a half, but Casey has been on a, a tear lately. Their defense might be playing its best football of the season right now, which can be a little scary for Big Ben and those guys up front. Yeah, um, Najee Harris. If they can get any kind of a run game going, it'll it'll help them dramatically, okay? It'll take the pressure off. And not allowing the Chiefs to jump out to like a 13-0 lead on you, so then you've got the ball in Ben's hands. If if the Steelers can somehow even get an early field goal or, or you know, deadlock to 10 or something and, and can hang with them and can keep that run game going, uh, that, would, that would help them dramatically. You know, I gave you that stat about what the underdogs have done with the spread. But over the last three years now, the home teams are only 4-10 and ten straight up mm -hmm. a wild card weekend. So that there will be an upset or two along the line. Now, I'm not saying the Steelers are going to go in there and win that game, but that was a courageous effort against the Ravens. Now, I know the Ravens have been beat up and Lamar Jackson didn't play in that. Um, but, but the Steelers, and this is, this is a proud franchise. I don't think they're going to be given up easily, but this... This plays right into their hands, that spread. I mean, that just helps them relax mm -hmm. and get ready and, no doubt. and go play. All I was thinking about uh, this past Sunday with everything on the line, do the Steelers get in, was, hey, well, if you would have won that game against the Lions earlier this season <laughs> instead true. of tied. That's true. <laughs> it looked to me like they were going to win it, except yep. that Ben's tight end fumbled the ball yep. over there late when they were headed in for a possible Boswell field goal uh, to win it. So, so we shall see because that – that game is going to have a big audience, mm -hmm. okay? Two attractive franchises, great histories with the Steelers and the Chiefs, and it's on Sunday Night Football on NBC. No doubt should be a fun game. Uh, Saturday night at the 8:15 Eastern go. kick, Patriots-Bills going head-to-head -head for the third meeting in like five or six weeks. I know. I hesitate to say this, but I really like the Bills. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> because the last time I said that, I took everybody down the drain with my crimson tide. Yeah. But we're talking all about the underdogs. You're like, all right, actually, we're going with the favorite this one. <laughs> Let's go to the quarterbacks, okay? okay? 
Since 2002, quarterbacks making their first start in the playoffs are 11 and 31 straight up. We have five quarterbacks and these 14 teams making their first start. Mac Jones, Patriots, Jalen Hurts, Eagles, Kyler Murray, Cardinals, and of course we have Joe Burrow with the Bengals and Derek Carr with the Raiders. So one of them is going to win. Obviously they play each other. So Mac Jones is on that list, and I give Josh Allen uh, a big edge in the quarterback matchup in this game. Mm-hmm. Okay, remember the last time that New England went into Buffalo, they took the ball out of Mac's hands. He threw the ball, he threw the ball. But what was the wind? 100 miles an hour? Yeah, it was insane. And but I know it's not going to be good weather. Yeah, there's um, going to be bad weather, but Saturday not wind. Night. And no. I know last week we talked all about the exactly. wind and the gusts. Exactly, the wind is the worst. Wind is the worst, Army. A Mac, it says it looks like a maximum of nine miles an hour for the wind in yeah. this game. Not bad. Now it's at four, which is a troublesome number for for a lot of gamblers. You know that the three will be an automatic go, but they're giving them uh, that extra point. And knowing how the public likes the favorites, although they don't like to bet against Belichick, so maybe they'll sit there. But it was at four and a half, so there were some early betters who came in on the Patriots and and Belichick. They just don't like to bet against Belichick in the uh, mm-hmm. in the playoffs. But uh, but I do like the Bills. To make it two out of three. But then again, I, I think the Bills have a good chance to go to the Super Bowl. So I obviously would think they could win the first game. Well, and that is a good point, though, that they did split in the regular season. Mm-hmm. The Patriots won mm-hmm. that wind game, but the Bills won on the road in Gillette Stadium, 33-21 yeah, final. They, they took care and of Josh Allen had a great game that day. Yeah, Josh is, Josh is a great all-around quarterback. You know, Mahomes gets a lot of publicity as well. He should. He's been to back-to-back Super Bowls, won one of them. But if you want to compare someone who's very similar, I would take Josh Allen. He can move. Uh, he can hurt you mm-hmm. on the move with the run. Uh, he can throw out of the pocket. So, you know, he's not like a Brady and a Rodgers. He doesn't want to sit in a protective pocket and, and beat you by throwing the ball downfield. So I do, I do like Josh. I'm not sure that the Patriots are quite where Coach Belichick wants them, although I've got unbelievable respect for him, uh, especially when it comes into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit surprised that the Dolphins took him down as, as easily as they did in that game. And Mac Jones threw a bad pick six in that game, too, uh, in the early going. So his confidence might be shaken a little bit by that performance. But I, but I do like the Bills, even though they're favored, and we've talked about how underdogs have come through. Uh, one of the other bets that I sometimes like, Stormy, is to make a a money line parlay, okay? And the Bills, uh, you know, they're going to be a minus 200, okay? Not too bad. You can go on a minus 200. Then, and then let's say that you think the 49ers are going to stage that upset of plus 41. I would love that. Ahead. I, I do I know that's that. your team. I want to get, throw that in. It's a nice money line parlay, and then you can bet the 49ers separately. So it's a... It is a bet to look at it. See what the prices are. Mix and match. Don't make the same mistake I make. Don't try to hit 14 money line parlays, okay? I, <laughs> I, I don't think I cashed one all year. I think I make one almost every week. I, oh, I know how to do this. And, and of It'll happen. There's always just one. <laughs> it, right. it always comes well, down to one. You could do a 14 the Jaguars, or 5 The Jaguars yeah. took my four-teamer down. The one that so, should have been the lock. That's I got why the there's others. no such thing I as I got the, the others easy and yeah. bada bang. Classic. The one that should have been the easiest is the most difficult. Uh, the Titans, the one seed in the AFC, mm-hmm. are they team. are Interesting they maybe team. the most 
like underrated yes. one seed no, we've seen. No, no question. In forever. No question. Yeah. And they've beaten the good teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they've done it without their a- key absolutely. players. And now Derrick Henry's coming back, and he can control a playoff game. Okay. Titans get ahead of you in a playoff, and Derrick is able to go. Uh, beware. Okay, because he can he can dominate the game. Yeah, no doubt. I just keep on thinking about um, like other sports or other things that have a key piece. Like if this, the Warriors, when they lose Steph Curry, they're a different team. They're not expected Absolutely. to win the East. The Titans came out and won the top seed in the conference. It's incredible what they've been able to do late and, in the season. And, you know, listen, hats off to Houston. Uh, Houston made a run at them mm-hmm. in, into the second half, okay? And I had the Titans were in that money line parlay that I had. And Houston, with all the turmoil surrounding Deshaun Watson and um, problems elsewhere on that football team, the the two franchises that I think deserve a lot of credit for not quitting on the year, Houston's one and the Detroit Lions are definitely Mm -hmm. another. I mean, Coach Campbell went for the win, even though he knew it could cost him the number one draft choice, okay? But he didn't care. He went balls out to win that game. And, and I think the Lion fans who suffered so much over the decades, I, I think they have to be pleased with him. No doubt. I think the future is bright in Detroit for the, the Dan Campbell biting kneecap Lions. They're a blast. <laughs> uh, definitely interesting to see who they get for the number two pick. More my guys on the other side. We're talking NFC. to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts now in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. You can subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to my guys in the desert, Brent Musburger and Stormy Bonantoni with you, Brent, for the whole hour. I just get so excited. Okay, time for more good news, bad news. Sure. Another head line we've got here. Frank Reich today was asked if Carson Wentz would be the starting quarterback next year. His response was, we love the team we had this year. We knew everyone we brought in this year. We expected to play winning football. Next year's roster will be next year's roster. I don't want to open it up about one player and then start talking about all of them. But here's the thing. Here's the little challenge here. Very different answer than Reich gave a year ago when he was asked about whether or not the Colts wanted to keep Phillip Rivers. He said, as I sit here right now, yes, I want Phillip Rivers to be my starting quarterback next year. Yeah, uh, Reich, smart man. You know, he's playing it. Because the organization uh, might choose to move on. They have to be really disappointed in not being able to beat the Jaguars. Because at some point, Jonathan Taylor was going to be stopped as a running back. And that means Wentz has to step up. Mm -hmm. And in back-to-back games against the Raiders and against the Jaguars, he did not. And both times, playoff spot was on the line. Now, I know that... He suffered uh, from COVID prior to the Raider game. However, I also know that he was one of the few handful of unvaccinated quarterbacks in the National Football League. And I have said before that I thought it was a selfish move. And because you're going to be in close quarters with a lot of people, you're the leader of the team. So I think there's some probably some unhappiness with Carson Wentz within the organization. Mm -hmm. I can understand that. But Reich also knows that they might not be able 
to move on to find somebody better. Mm -hmm. So they'll bring Carson back. And I know Reich and, and Carson have a good personal relationship, yes, all of those things as well. So I'm sure as much right. as even if you want somebody to be around on the personal side, maybe the business no side no doubt, doesn't strongly. match up in that no instance. Uh, let's talk about some of these NFC wildcard sure. games. Um, let's get into the 7-2 matchup. Eagles at the Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady and the defending champ Bucks, eight and a half point favorites, total 49 and a half. Um, as I mentioned off the top of the show, Leonard Fournette back practicing um, off the injured reserve list as his linebacker, Levante David. Um, and last week when we talked, we said what's going to be the biggest issue for the Bucks down the stretch is that's attrition, the injuries that they've had okay. piling up. How do you feel about them in the first game? It's a big number. And I, I want to throw this out to you. Okay, another stat. Since 2007, Tom Brady has faced a total of four NFC East teams in the playoffs. His team was favored to win each time, the three times of the Patriots and once a year ago against Washington. Brady is just one in three straight up against the NFC East, okay, having lost three Super Bowl games and 0 and 4 against the spread. So if you're looking for kryptonite against Mr. Brady, it's the NFC East. Enter the Philadelphia Eagles, okay? They have become run first. That's what they want to do. Now, we all know that Buccaneers front is as solid as it gets. But if they can get anything going, eight, eight and a half. Uh, DraftKings moved back to eight and a half this afternoon, okay? Uh, that means some East Coast money, and understandably so, because Philadelphia money would show both in New Jersey and in Pennsylvania. Uh, but that is a big number when you're talking about an eight. Now we go back to my teaser, be it a six or a five. If you take that teaser of six points, you take the Bucks back down to two, okay? So if you really want the Bucks, you want to back them, I recommend that just on the information mm -hmm. that I just gave because Brady has not fared well. Not that he's going to be thinking about it that right. much when he goes up against the Eagles. Obviously, the Buccaneers are a better team. There's no question about that. But I don't think they're quite as lethal as they were a year ago. Yeah, they've been kind of a weird team. And, you know, you say that and they won seven of their last eight games. But they did seem a little bit off. Um, my only argument, I guess, against Philly sure. is that they, for the success that they've had this year, it's been primarily against teams that haven't been that No question. Great. There's no doubt about that. And, again, just like the Steelers, the Eagles need to get off to a good start. Right. If, if you fall behind in a game like this against Tom Brady, and it's Katie by the door. You know, they just they run the number up on you. And uh, it's the the teams, Stormy, that make the playoff. People talk about it's playoff football. It's playoff. No, it's the finality of the end that turns these games and make them seem so different. So if you're down big number with two minutes to go and mm -hmm. you know it's over, you just kind of mail it in uh, down those final couple of minutes. No doubt. Uh, the game that I'm... 100,000 bajillion percent the most excited about and looking forward to is the 49ers taking on the Dallas Cowboys. That number at three right now. You missed the the hook if you wanted it with 49ers plus three and a half. That's down to three now. But I, I'm i so excited for this rivalry to be renewed oh, from yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And it's funny. Uh, Shanahan was asked if like the players know or think about the old rivalry. He's like, none of, oh, half of them weren't alive. Like, they don't know exactly. that much. It's such a weird dynamic, but I was just so raised on those old videos and all of that. Oh, I'm so excited for wait. this matchup. It'll be fun. And I do like the 49ers in this spot for a number of reasons, so I'd love to hear your feelings on that. Yeah, game. you know, so many great memories of the NFL today. That was a heyday back in the 80s. 
and the 49ers and, and the Cowboys dominating. And, and I'll never forget, we were on the sideline. Uh, the Cowboys uh, were rolling. It looked like they were going to be a dynasty. And, of course, that was Joe Montana to Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone. And it was the 49ers who took over. It's just, yeah, a lot of people don't realize um, what, what this rivalry has meant back in the 80s. Now, more recently, okay, <laughs> you know, gamblers like me, we never forget our losses, okay? I'm never going to forget Georgia's fourth quarter against my <laughs> Crimson Tide. But I also, I'm never going to forget the Atlanta Falcons blowing that game in the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots when I was celebrating at halftime. I think I even smoked a cigar, and you I don't smoke. You know better than that, Brent. <laughs> I know. Can't I know. celebrate now, too early. But now, what's fascinating about this year's 49er Cowboy matchup is it, guess who's the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys? Dan Quinn, who was the head coach of Atlanta today. And who's the head coach of the 49ers? Kyle Shanahan, who was the offensive coordinator. Now, if ever there were two guys who know each other very, very well, it's got to be Dan and, and Kyle. You know, I would like to think I will know who to blame after this matchup <laughs> is over, but, but that's, that's just a Brent sidebar uh, to the game. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys may be a little bit undervalued coming into this game. Um, it seems to me that, and, and another theory I always have about Betty, when everybody says one thing, and everybody I know says San Francisco is going to win this game, they're going to upset the Cowboys, I always say, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then I go the other way. Okay, when everybody says one thing, look out and run for the exits, okay? <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be a... It, it, it well could be the game of the weekend, the best game of all the, uh, of all the matchups, uh, although I do think the rivalry in the NFC West. I mean, think about the NFC West. Mm-hmm. There are three teams. They're, they're clearly the elite division, okay? you got the Rams and Cardinals coming up Monday night, but then we've got the 49ers in front of us against the Cowboys, which is a great game. Uh, the Cowboys, of course, what turned the Raiders' season around, Stormy, was the fact that we were able to go in there on Thanksgiving and put a big number on yep. and uh, and win in overtime. That was that was probably the best performance overall uh, by the Raiders down there. But I, um, you know, can, can you listen? Jimmy Garoppolo was great on Sunday. He closed out the game extremely. I, I had strong. the Rams minus the four and a half, so I'm sitting on a seven. And when he was able to bring him back for that tying touchdown, mm-hmm. okay, and that with less than a minute to go, to me. That was the best that Jimmy has, has ever, ever performed. Can he sustain it? Can he sustain it? A lot of us have some questions about that. Um, but I think more to my point of view is that everybody's picking the 49ers. So look out, man. I'm going the other I'm way. I'm on that side too, though. Well, I, that's my, your team. Yeah, but I, I don't like to bet my team. They make me uncomfortable. But I really believe in it this time around. I don't think that the Cowboys have necessarily played a team that can dominate time of possession the way that the 49ers can, and they can have the ball for well, they're seven, gonna try to run the ball. A, yeah, and listen, Debo Samuel is incredible. Is incredible. Okay, and the Swiss Army knife—they're calling him over in San Francisco, and 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 well, they should. I mean, the Cowboys have spent a lot of time this week, I'm sure, studying exactly what kind of situations Kyle mm-hmm. likes to use him in because that, to me, is even more important than Jimmy Garoppolo is moving in on him. 
Uh, Dallas against the NFC East this year, six and zero. Mm-hmm. Dallas against everybody else, six and five. Just throwing that out there. And his points <laughs> per game against the I NFC. take it the 49ers are. <laughs> I've been doing my own research here too, Brent. And in those games against his division, um, right. they average 40 points per game, plus 133 point differential against everybody else, 26 and a half points per game, and a plus 39 point differential, which includes their 43 to three game against the Falcons. So take that out of there. 500 team and uh, minus one. So I'm. That's my research. That's what I'm throwing out there. Go Niners! Just just putting it out into the universe. Have a little bit of love. Have a little bit of fun. Brent, you, see, you need this. I need to battle you I know, a little bit. I know. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Um, when we come back, we will wrap up the NFC. Talk about that Monday NFC West game. Our first Monday night one. I know. Cardinals, Rams. It'll be good. And talk about the coaching carousel in the NFL. Stay with us. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back Hammer the Over for the wild card round. So you, the fans, have the power. This is so cool. For every 5,000 people who bet the over in the Patriots-Bills game, the line drops by half a point. So you all control how low this total will go. Download the app now and hammer the over. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem or wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in to play in select states must be 21 eligibility restrictions apply void where prohibited see draftkings.com for full details hammer the over how fun is that stormy bonantoni and brent musburger wrapping things up here on my guys in the desert one final good news bad news brent ian rapaport has reported that the jaguars will interview former texans head coach current alabama offensive coordinator bill o'brien for their head coaching vacancy if you are a jags fan good news or bad news uh bad news I would not hire Bill O'Brien. Why is that? But then again, <laughs> Monday night. I say why. But Alabama we all know why. moving right down the field. Got a third down. 
Receiver either slipped or ran a wrong pattern. I couldn't be quite sure. And incomplete. And Bama goes for an opening field goal. I wish we had the video. And he shoot up in the coach's booth. And O'Brien's losing it. I mean, he's losing it. I'm thinking, wait a minute. I'm a fan and a better. I can lose it. But you can't. <laughs> you know, you've got to stay there and get ready for the next series. I don't think I've ever seen a coordinator lose it quite like he did up in the booth. An excellent cutaway. After that play. When, Excellent and, cutaway. Uh, Derek Mobley was the director. I worked a lot of games with him. Great, great director. And I don't think he was just shooting the coach's booth. I don't know that he knew he was going to get that reaction up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so be it. So <laughs> maybe I'm influenced by that last shot. Of maybe. Um, in his six years with the Texans, um, O'Brien had just one losing season, won the AFC South four times, but never won a playoff game in his time with the Texans, fired after an 0-4 start his final year. Um, there are a lot of head coaching vacancies, though, around the NFL right now, seven of them to be exact. Right. One of them, the team that you cover on a daily basis in the Las Vegas Raiders, and I, I kind of prefaced it earlier. Rich Basaccia, do you think that he has a legitimate shot to be considered for this role? I certainly hope so. You know, he's done a... He's done a superb job of coming in to an unbelievable situation. No coach has ever gone through what he's gone through, okay? The man who hired him had been ousted in the uh, email scandal and why John Gruden was a target of that, who knows, and not the, uh, the old Washington football team that was supposed to be the target of that investigation, but whatever. And then, of course, there's the tragedy involving Henry Ruggs, uh, his fine young wide receiver in the horrendous death of the young girl and her dog and that car crash. And then that they were losing games to teams like the Giants and, and Washington. And somehow they were able to pick themselves up, go forward, win the last four games, and make their way into the playoffs. It's, uh, it's amazing. People I talked to in the organization have told me to a person that he brought a sense of calm within that building. There's no drama. There was drama with John Gruden, as there would be if they hired, let's say, Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. He brings drama. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's just the way some personalities are when they move in to take over. And I, it's just, I love the way Bisaccia has approached this, uh, and I, I love, you know, 95% of his decisions he makes, timeouts, and whether to go for it or not. So I certainly hope, um, I, I don't have any say, nor should I, nor do I want one, uh, and what Mark Davis is going to do, but I certainly hope he gives him serious consideration. And I think it does say a lot, too, just in terms of historically, the first time in 60 years that a team has made a midseason coaching change and advanced to the playoffs. First interim coach. Huge. It is huge. 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 Uh, So if not not Rich Passaccia, is there any names that come to mind that you think could be a fit for a team that kind of needs that drama? In my mind, I'd head right to Tampa and Todd Bowles. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, I have, I know some people very, very well who covered him when he was the head coach of the Jets. And they told me he never should have been fired. That he has a strong, strong presence with his personnel in the locker room. And I think you have to have that. And I also think that he was the key. Now, listen, Tom Brady did a great job with the Buccaneers. But that defense did an unbelievable job against Mm -hmm. the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. 
And that's that's where I would go. He would be my number one interview would be Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator of the Buccaneers. Now, a lot of these coaching changes were very expected. I think most people expected a Joe Judge to be like, oh, Matt Nagy, a Mike Zimmer even. But mm -hmm. Brian Flores, when that out news came out, yeah, what was your initial reaction? Blue. Well, obviously, there was a conflict within the organization. Uh, and it's probably related to the quarterback as, as much because there was all that talk about Deshaun Watson, that, the, that they were going to trade for him at the trade deadline. And, and then it somehow flipped. And the owner, the owner was asked a direct question if he had ever talked to Deshaun Watson. He ducked it beautifully and went on to talk about Jim Harbaugh. And, of course, Mr. Watson, a big Michigan guy. He's not going to try to hire Jimmy Harbaugh away from his alma mater. He's, he's a very strong donor to the University of Michigan, and he's not going to stir the pot up there one way or the other. No, that, that caught everybody by surprise. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because you mentioned the quarterback thing, the big thing that I've heard is that in that initial draft, when they got to Otunga Vailoa, he wanted Justin Herbert. Like that's, the, I imagine that would be tough. If and you that were would a be tough coach. too, if that's <laughs> the direction he wanted to go. Yeah. You know, in that situation. No doubt. But it'll be interesting. Whoever they do bring in obviously needs to be ready and available to try to develop Tua more and see where he can go. This is a team that won eight of their last nine games to close Tua, out the Tua season. Tua may be a little bit like Baker Mayfield. Enough talent to make you think he's going to make that next step, but enough a deficiency that he might not be able to do it. You know, so wish him both well, uh, covered both of them through the years, and uh, and we shall see. Were you surprised that the Texans, Seattle, or Panthers did not make a move? Definitely not Seattle. Definitely not Seattle. Uh, Pete Carroll has done an unbelievable job up there. Uh, the media made more out of Russell Wilson last year moving on than – uh, I know he said a couple comments, but that wasn't going to happen. Um, what was the other team you asked me about? Um, the Texans or Panthers? David Cole. Well, still I would think the Panthers. I, I would think that Matt Rule would be on a short leash. Uh, he may be a, an outstanding college coach like Urban Meyer. Um, you know, I always look down a little bit when you fire uh, a coordinator during the season. I always think, yeah, uh -huh. mm -hmm. you're just trying to get a scapegoat going here. So, so we shall see. All right, last wild card game we didn't get a chance to touch on. The first Monday night wild card mm -hmm. game we've got mm -hmm. in the NFC West, Cardinals-Rams in the 5-4 matchup. Um, Rams, like we said earlier, bringing in Eric Weddle out of retirement. I wonder how the beard's doing. Pink beard's long, <laughs> two inches, three inches, great. <laughs> but no, this will be a really fun game. I love, I love these divisional rematches in the postseason because you yeah. see who gets the best out of the three. Uh, Stormy, I think the player this weekend – who's under the most pressure of anybody is the Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford with the lions. He went 0 and three in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, Sean McVay dumped Jared Goff because he thought that uh, Stafford could do more for him in the playoffs, which is kind of interesting. Cause you look back to 2018, Jared Goff actually led the Rams into the super bowl. Now he couldn't win that super bowl uh, against the Patriots, but last year uh, he won a wild card game. So now enter Stafford, okay? He must show up and win this game. Uh, this is going to be a long, long offseason. And he's thrown a lot of interceptions. Now, you can make a strong point out of the fact Matthew Stafford throughout his life has been a good fourth-quarter quarterback. There's no question about that in my mind. But there's also no question in my mind that he makes a lot of mistakes. He throws a lot of interceptions. So I think the heat is going to be on Matthew Stafford in that game. Now, 
Kyler Murray, this is his first playoff game. And the only thing I will say about him, he had three games for the Cardinals this year in which he threw no touchdown passes. You know, he's like the little girl with the curl. When he's good, he's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But when he's bad, he disappears. And I, you know, um, I'm not quite sure what to to make out of this game. But I do know, and that, that... has the DraftKings has now a three and a half up? Okay, from four and a half so that's to three come under. That's come under four and a half mm-hmm. uh, for the East Coast. That means that there are some people who do remember that stat with Stafford, and they're going the other way. Who is the one team if they win their wild card game this week that you think is the most dangerous down the stretch? Oh, the Bills. Really? Yeah. That's your number one. Yeah. So you think? And I know we talked about this and last week. Bills, Bills Packers. The, that's the AFC. Mm-hmm. The Rams in the NFC. Matthew Stafford shows up and has a great game on Monday night, relaxes himself. They could be lethal, okay, because they've got a good defense. And we'll see if they do. Like you said, those interceptions have certainly been the kryptonite for Matthew Stafford this year. Eight of them in the last four games. And pick sixes. And leads the league in pick sixes. Yeah, so heat's on. No doubt. Uh, it'll be a really fun weekend. I'm so excited. And it all gets started with the doubleheader on Saturday. Um It's just crazy to think that we're already this far along in the season that it's postseason play, but it'll be a fun one for sure. Packers, the number one seed. Do you still think, just real quickly before we get out of here, got like 10 seconds, but um, Packers-Bills, is that still your final prediction? That's still my my final two right now. Now, if the Patriots upset the Bills, I'll get back to you next week. All right, we shall see. Uh, Rush Hour and Danny Burke are next. Huge thank you to Brent Musburger for coming in with us the whole hour. You're the best. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.